Every Jewish holiday has a certain paradigm. They tried to kill us, we won, let's eat. Thanksgiving, the American holiday that we're, so many people are celebrating today, is uh, similar, but a little bit different. They helped us, we took their land and killed them, let's eat. So obviously Thanksgiving is not what it once was. It's much more of a controversial, more nuanced holiday, and I'm sure there are many different opinions about it. I'd like to share with you what I believe is the Jewish approach to Thanksgiving, and uh, in general, the concept of being grateful, and how to approach that in Judaism. Now, Jewish people have a lot of different talents, and we're famous throughout history and throughout the world for various things, but there's one thing, one trait, one quality that I believe the Jewish people excel at more than any, and that is fetching, complaining in Yiddish. There's actually a book on the Yiddish language called Born to Kvetch. Jews are famous for complaining. From Moses to Sandy Koufax, and nowadays Larry David, and Jerry Seinfeld, Woody Allen, the Marx Brothers. We are notorious for complaining. What does that mean? What does that have to do with anything? So, uh, Woody Allen tells a joke about some elderly Jewish ladies in the Catskills complaining about the food. And one of them says, boy, the food here is terrible. And the other one says, yeah, I know, and the portions are too small. Says Woody Allen, that's essentially how I feel about my life. Full of misery, loneliness, and suffering, and unhappiness. And it's all over far too quickly. So... You know, in some ways, that's where uh, the comedy world, much of the comedy world, and the and the, and acting and the Yiddish theater all come, you know come straight out of Jews. We're at the forefront of so much of the world of comedy because of our ability to uh, almost ironically make fun of ourselves and complain about anything. So, according to Kabbalah, there's actually a very deep, very deep foundation to this. The Arizal, the founder of much of our modern Kabbalistic method who taught, who lived in the 1600s in northern Israel in Sfat, teaches that every human being comes into this world with a very distinct purpose. We're all created with a sole purpose that we come into the world to perfect. And he says that that purpose actually has two different sides, a positive side and a negative side. On the positive side, we each have a unique talent, light, or mitzvah that we're meant to bring into the world, something unique to make the world a better place, to reveal the oneness of God in the world. That's on the positive side. On the negative side, we each have a quality that we have to perfect within ourselves, a character trait, something that we are lacking in, that we have to work on and transform and perfect our character. Says the Arizal, the way to discover these character traits and this positive things is very, very simple. How do you figure out what your unique mitzvah, your unique, unique talent or positive quality is that you're supposed to bring into the world to make the world a better place, reveal God with, is that which you're most drawn to. Some people are drawn to the act of giving charity. Some people are drawn to certain musical talent, certain kind, doing acts of kindness, certain type of putting, ways of putting smiles on people's faces. And it's something that you're drawn to. And if you haven't figured out what your thing is, you just have to experience more things. When you get it, you're in the zone. 
You're experiencing what psychologists call flow. You're there. You could do this forever. When you get it, you know. When it comes to fixing the negative trait, it's also pretty straightforward. It's that which is the hardest for you. Whether it's communication, laziness, procrastination, arrogance, anger, lust, insecurity, jealousy. We all have our thing. It's that thing which comes up in every relationship over and over and over again. And for most of our lives, we thought it was the other person. Until we realized, wait a minute, my roommate had it, my mother had it, my ex-girlfriend had it, my spouse has it. Oh, you know what? It must be it's me. I'm the problem. So when you figure out what that thing is, which keeps repeating it over and over again, you can devote your life to fixing it. So the Arizal explains we have that on an individual level. We each have our own thing that we came into this world to do. We also have it on a national level. The Jewish people has a trait which they're meant to perform and fulfill in this world on the positive and on the negative. And I believe they both come out of this trait of complaining. On the positive side, think about it. What good can come out of being a complaining personality? If you think about it, what's at the root of complaining? It's dissatisfaction. It's judgmentalness. It's looking at the negative. But really, what it means is that we don't accept the status quo. And if you think about it, the Jewish people have been changing the world for thousands of years because precisely because we're not satisfied. We always want to make the world better. We, and we're in this world, according to Kabbalah, our positive purpose as a Jewish people is to perfect the world, tikkun olam, to change the world, literally to reveal God in the world, make the world a better place. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Jews have been at the forefront of every major social movement from the beginning of time whether it's monotheism, whether it's Christianity and Islam, whether it's down to the modern era, socialism, psychology, Sigmund Freud, physics, Einstein, all the, all the Jews that are in the, in, in the, at the forefront of arts and science and fashion, we're literally constantly shaking things up, reevaluating, reinventing, and creating. That's why Jews have won over, I think, 33% of the Nobel Prizes in the world for a population, a nation that makes up less than one half of 1% of the world population. So that's on the side of positive. What about on the side of negative? If our issue is that we complain too much, so how do we fix that in the negative sense? Is we have to learn the opposite of being dissatisfied, and that's being grateful. Gratitude is the essence of Judaism. And in fact, it's so essential to Judaism that it actually is what we're called Jews. Why are we called Jews? The Jewish people nowadays are called Jews because of the tribe of Judah. There were 12 tribes of Israel. In this week's Torah portion, Jacob gives birth to 12 sons. Each one becomes a distinct tribal group in the land of Israel. One of them is the tribe of Judah. Ten of those tribes were exiled by the Babylonians, by Nebuchadnezzar, and were never seen again. We don't know what became of those ten tribes. There are rumors in this historical record. Archaeologists, anthropologists have different proposals. Some say they went to Afghanistan. Some say 
the Taliban was originally a Jewish group until about 100 years ago when they were converted to, forcibly converted to Islam. Some say in Japan, China, Ethiopia, Zimbabwe. We don't know what became of the lost 10 tribes, but three tribes really remained. Uh, a tribe of Judah in Jerusalem, a tribe of Benjamin, Benjamin, and also the Levium and the Kohanim, the tribe of Levi. And they were exiled a little bit later. And the, today's modern-day Jews are, for the most part, descended from the tribe of Yehuda. And at some point in time, we know from the Purim story, Jews became known as Yehudim, Jews, Judas, people from the tribe of Yehuda. I myself am actually not Jewish. I don't dis- I'm not descended from the tribe of Yehuda, of Judah. My family is descended from the tribe of Levi. So I'm actually not a Jew technically speaking. So why what does that mean that Jews are today called from the are called Jews even though not every Jew is from the tribe of Yehuda. Some people know their tribe most people do not, but not all Jews today are descended from Yehuda. But it's very interesting that we are all referred to as Jews. So in this week's Torah portion, Leah gives birth this is the wife of Jacob, her first wife of Jacob gives birth to her fourth son. When she gives birth to her fourth son, she says this time, I have to give thanks. Because it was understood through pro- prophecy that Jacob was supposed to have 12 sons, and he was married to four different wives. So each wife should have given, had given birth to three sons, so that it would be even. When Leah gave birth to her fourth son, she said, Now I have to give thanks, because I took more than my share. And the word thanks in Hebrew is hodah. Lahodot, from the verb lahodot, in modern Hebrew, todah. And that is where we get the name Yehuda. Literally means to give thanks to God, one who gives thanks. A Jew is someone who has to learn to be grateful. That is the mission statement of the Jewish people. And we learn from this thanks that Leah gave, the essence of what it means to be grateful is to recognize that we have more than we deserve in this world. If you think about it, we are surrounded by kindness at every moment of our lives. Despite the fact that our brains are programmed to focus on negativity. And negative experiences, even if they're equal in power to positive experiences, are much more impactful on our mind. If you win $100, it does not give you the same happiness as losing $100 is in sadness and frustration. We're just not programmed to acknowledge positive things as we are to acknowledge negative things. It's part of our biological makeup to help us survive. We have to focus on the negative to avoid those types of situations. But psychologically speaking, spiritually speaking, if you want to live a happy life, we have to condition ourselves to have an attitude of gratitude, to learn to see the positive as opposed to focusing on the negative. So I want to share with you two lessons from Judaism from Jewish law, on how to be positive 24-7. It's not easy. No one says it's easy. It doesn't come naturally to most people. We have to learn to condition ourselves to, to be thankful, to be grateful. So lesson number one is the very first law in the code of Jewish law, the Shulchan Aruch, which says as follows, the moment you wake up in the morning, the very moment, that you open your eyes, you have to say thank you. 
That's exactly what it says in Jewish law. Before you open your eyes, you realize you're awake, you say, Moda ani lefanecha, I give thanks to you and for returning my soul. Because there are people that don't wake up in the morning. And if you are one of the lucky few, or the lucky many, I should say, who woke up, it means you were granted the gift of another day in this world. They, they call it the present because every moment is a gift. You have an opportunity to do something that was never done before. If you're alive right now, that means the world needs you. You have a gift to, to bring into this world. You have something to do. Don't waste it. Right? People say time is money. That's not true. Time is life. Time is opportunity. Don't squander it. That's the first lesson in Judaism. When you wake up in the morning, say thank you because you're alive. You've been gifted the opportunity to do something fantastic today. And what if your life isn't so great? What if things aren't going so well for you right now? So then what? So Judaism says you have to put things in perspective. How would you feel if you woke up this morning and found out you won the lottery? You're a millionaire. First thing in the morning. How, how great would your day be? How excited would you be? So guess what? Every single day that you wake up, you are a millionaire. Why? Think about it like this. How much money would it cost for someone to buy your eyes? Gift of sight. How much? $100,000? Probably not. million? Would you sell your eyes for a million dollars? What about your ears? Mouth? Sense, your tongue? Your sense of taste? Ability to speak? What about your arms, legs, hands? We literally are walking around with billions of dollars in merchandise that we were just gifted for free. Born into the world, you have a toolbox worth billions of dollars. And we take it for granted. So you're lying in bed in the morning. Before you even gotten up, checked your email, checked your bank account, you already have billions of dollars. That's something to be thankful for. Lesson number two is the following idea. The Talmud quotes the Torah as follows. The Torah says that what does God want from you but to fear Him? And the word fear in Hebrew really means to be aware of Him. God wants you to be aware of Him in every moment of your life. So the Talmud says, the word what in Hebrew is ma. And that really means stuff, the what of this world, the material, the raw matter of this world is all around us. That's God wants us to be conscious of him in the, our engagement with the stuff of this world. And the Talmud says that the word ma, made up of two Hebrew letters, mem and he, if you see, look into the stuff of this world, into the materialism, of the world, you see another letter that's hidden under the surface, and that's the letter Aleph, which symbolizes the number one, God. God is hidden inside the stuff of this world. So if you read the word Ma, what, stuff, with the letter Aleph in between, it spells out Mea, which means a hundred. Says the Talmud, what does God want from you but to be aware of Him, to fear Him? Don't say what, say Mea, which is the Hebrew word for a hundred. 
God, says the Talmud, a person, in order to see the Aleph, the spirituality, the godliness, the unity that's hidden inside the stuff of this world, how do you do that? Says the Talmud, say a hundred blessings a day. A Jew is obligated to say a hundred blessings a day. What is a blessing? Very simple. A blessing is the opportunity to say thank you to God for the incredible blessings that we have in our life. So according to Jewish law, a person is a hundred times a day. That's basically throughout the day, from the moment you wake up in the morning till right before you go to sleep at night, say thank you. We start out in the morning saying something called morning blessings, which basically goes through your body, different your eyesight, your faculty, your ability to walk, and it goes through your clothing, your shoes, the ground beneath your feet, and says thank you for all the basic things that we're gifted with in the morning that we often take for granted. Then we have blessings throughout the day on food. Before taking a food and putting it in your mouth, say thank you. And there's a very intense spiritual meditation, which uh, I have a PowerPoint that I could show you. Happy to do it one-on-one if you want to reach out to me, or maybe we'll record it. But there's an incredible, intense meditation, which basically uh, envisions the source of everything, the infinite in our food. And before you eat that food, you actually meditate on how incredible it is that the infinite creator of the universe gave you this opportunity to eat something that is delicious and nutritious and beautiful. And and we actually meditate on that before making a blessing. There's a whole process to that. To actually make a blessing properly with all the proper meditations takes a good 30 seconds of contemplation before taking a bite. And then we have blessings after the food to say thank you again. We have blessings on interesting phenomena. We have blessings on rainbows, blessings on uh, on thunder and lightning, shooting stars, oceans, mountains. There's blessings on smells. And there's actually probably the most fantastic blessing is a blessing on going to the bathroom. When you come out of the bathroom, you're actually supposed to say a blessing, contemplating on and thanking God for the fact that your body works. How incredible is that? Can you imagine? We're so fortunate when our bodies work, and we only notice it, unfortunately, when things don't go right. So Jewish, Judea, Jewish wisdom teaches that if you want the best insurance policy to guarantee and to ensure that your life will go well, that your health will go well, that your wealth will go well, is to be thankful for what you have now, to enjoy what you have now. Imagine if whatever you didn't say thank, thank you for today you wouldn't have tomorrow. What would your day look like today? How much more grateful would you be for all the incredible things in your life? There's one last idea about gratitude that I'd like to share with you. And uh, I did a podcast just a few minutes ago on five different pieces of advice, including what we just mentioned now, blessings, thank thank you in the morning. Uh, But we also mentioned two ideas from psychology, to keep a gratitude journal, to write down five things you're thankful for every day, and also to go on a gratitude walk where you go for a stroll without a phone and just look around in awe at all the beauty around you. Those are two great ideas. We also talked about three barrier, barriers to gratefulness. The most important one is that people often think if they were be grateful, that means they have to settle for life as it is. And they don't want to settle because they want to fix the things that are wrong in their life. And the reality is that's 
that's just an illusion. That's a misnomer that really the more grateful you are, the more optimistic you are, the more likely you are to change and to function positively. Depressed people who and pessimists who focus on the negative are less likely to want to implement changes in their life. So it's truly, really not true. We gain very little from negative thinking. We have to train ourselves to be more positive. The final point I want to share with you before the punchline of this talk is the idea of thanks. In Hebrew, is actually related to the word lehisvados, which means to confess or acknowledge or admit. True gratefulness, true, true gratitude is really acknowledging that you couldn't be where you are without the other person or without the quality that you've been gifted. It really takes truthfulness to really admit humility, to recognize that we don't deserve all of this. We really, nothing we could do could ever repay God for one moment of life. And although there's negative and there's pain in this world, if we could focus on the positive, we'd see that it far outweighs the negative. I want to share with you one last really crazy historical linguistic coincidence. The word today, we all, many of you, I'm sure, enjoyed a turkey dinner. There's a, a cute cartoon strip of a turkey talking to a chicken. The turkey says, oh man, Thanksgiving's coming up. And the chicken says back to him, you ever heard of Shabbos? It's a cute idea. It's funny, the word turkey. Turkey is a, is a North American bird, didn't exist in Europe. But the word for turkey in most European languages is Indian chicken. Because either because of Christopher Columbus's fateful mistake of thinking that he had discovered India. Um, alternatively, some say that the turkey resembles a type of bird that come, came from India. So it could be an older bird than that. But uh, it turns out that in Hebrew, the way you refer to chicken, a turkey in modern Hebrew, is a tarnagal hodu, which is an Indian chicken. The word hodu in Hebrew is the word for Hindu, for India. But it's, uh, it's also perhaps not a coincidence that the word hodu is also the word we've been discussing tonight. The same word for Yehudim, for Jews. Toda, hoda, hodu means thanks. Literally, thanksgiving chicken. So we should all be blessed to acknowledge the incredible blessings in our life, to spend a few minutes a day focusing on the positive, trading ourselves, because it's not something that comes naturally, something we have to learn to do to be grateful, whether it's a hundred times a day or one time more than we normally would. If we learn to be grateful, I guarantee it, our lives will become a little bit happier and we'll be able to spread that light to those around us. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it and uh, I hope you, you enjoyed this and can pass it on to others. Feel free to join me tomorrow as we talk a little bit more about this week's Torah portion. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you and wish you all a beautiful Shabbos.